One of the... (laughs) One of the desires I have in leading a church is that we're, we're not a textbook church. We are pretty repetitious, but we're not a textbook church. And, and I really believe what that means is I'm making this up on the spot. <laughs> but the only textbook we'll use is the, obviously the Bible, but we will also go, Lord, what do you want to do? Not do I want to do or what we want to do. What do you want to do, God? And if you're desiring to stir your prophetic gift up, ask, these, ask yourself these questions in any meeting that you go to. Lord, what are you doing right now? And you'll hear the Holy Spirit and he'll talk to you and he'll speak to you. And, and, uh, and then you just go out on, on what he says to do. I remember the Lord told me, he says, point to that girl over there and tell her that her favorite color is green. I'm like, nah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, she was just a youth. She wasn't a Christian. And I said, hey, you, over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, no, yeah, you, you know, me, whatever. And, uh, and, I, and I just said, I really believe that your favorite color is green. Is, it, is that right? And she goes, yeah. <laughs> Whether it was pressure or not, I got it right. No, God got it right. But from there, I just started speaking into her life, and she ended up becoming, uh, getting saved and uh, she ended up doing an internship in church, and, and she knows Jesus. I don't know actually if she's walking with the Lord at the moment, but I know that the Lord knows her and she knows him, and, and that her life was changed just because someone decided to go out on a little bit of a limb that is a little bit freaky, but sometimes you let God move and God will do whatever he wants to do. You know, a lot of the times tonight, and this is just to let you, just helping and training or anything like, like that, all God told me to do is, I want you to pray for these people. <laughs> That's all he gave me. I'm like, okay. Because I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I, I've got a little bit of confidence to know that God's going to bring the rest. And, 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 and he does. And so sometimes when the Lord just tells you, hey, go and pray for that person. You don't need to know what you're going to say if you're relying on Jesus. Cool? Awesome. Well, it's 8.25, and, and Holy Spirit, anoint this message, and I know, Lord, you've already released it into every person's heart that's here, but Lord, I'd ask right now, you would just enlarge it now by your Spirit, by your power, and for your glory. I thank you, Lord, that there's a prophetic sound, there's a prophetic unction in this room. And Holy Spirit, you're here and you're moving in a, in a powerful, powerful way. And Lord, in the few words that I say, I pray, Lord, that you would use them to empower every person. That every person tonight, Lord, would not walk out of here with nothing, but they'd walk out of here with something from you in a new way. Spirit of God, move, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Just.
Get rid of all the jokes. Get rid of all the scriptures. No. Oh, there was a joke right there. <laughs> um, I want to. I just want to start real quickly. Um, you know, we've been talking a little bit about enlarge, right? Hashtag enlarge. We we haven't really been great on social media, posting it or anything like that. But who cares? It's only social media. It's not. Doesn't really matter. But um, it's always good to push profile and and get a get a get, get a bit of a swell or an excitement going around something, right? Okay, so feel free on social media to, um, yeah. Anyway, plug that right. Um, I really, I'm really believing that we, that the, what God is doing right now in in me, in in Pastor Desiree, and the, the rest of the pastoral staff, and the church, and everyone, and is is just put, taking us through a season of of, of enlarging, and uh, um, you know I, I'm excited about that. But I want to just uh, I want to celebrate. Who likes celebrating? Celebrating, celebrating is a good thing. Um, you know, so far this year, we've recorded 130 salvations. We need to give the Lord some praise for that right now. You know, um, and uh, nine, nine people have been baptized. That's awesome. That's, that's awesome. We're, we're seeing, we've, seen, we've seen 586 visitor cards filled out and returned. That's returned, not given out. That's returned. So, so traffic isn't bad. Traffic is good in the life of the church. People are coming in and out of the life of church. You're bringing friends. You're bringing family. You're bringing workmates. You're, the church is, is meeting people. I, you know, and we're hopefully um, doing a, a good job to say, hey, this is church. We're not weirdos. We love Jesus and he loves you. There's nothing shameful or shameful about saying that. And so that's something to celebrate and, and, and get excited about. But, you know, what could we be talking about at this time next year? What could we be talking about next time? You know, could we be saying, you know, 400 salvations? Could we be saying 45, 50 baptisms, 100 baptisms? You know, could we be saying, you know, over 1,000 or 1,500 visitors' cards? That's a lot of chocolate, by the way, right there. A lot of coffee, right? Anyway, but you know, as I, I like to dream, I really do like to dream. Um, I have crazy dreams. Who has crazy dreams? You'd stop eating cheese before you go to bed, all right? Um, but it's it's vision night, and we've got half an hour, and and I want to get all this stuff across. Um, here's the thing: vision. What is vision? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just uh, driving here in the car. I remember Pastor Kumar from India. Uh, he was preaching at national conference, and uh, he was talking about vision. We've got to have vision, vision. And uh, and then he goes, "Do you know how to spell vision?" And Pastor Ian Wright yelled out, "W." And he goes, "Yes, W O R K, vision." And uh, uh, so I was just laughing about that. So I had to share that with you. Get rid of all the jokes. Right. Here we go. Um, what is vision? <laughs> I, hope, I hope I don't say vision now. Right. What is vision? And I looked it up in the dictionary because that's, you know, if you've got nothing to say, you always go to the dictionary first. Not really. I've got heaps to say. <laughs> but it was interesting because the first description 
of vision is the act or power of um, seeing with the eye. I'd agree with that right there. Here's the second description, though. The act or power of anticipating that which will or may come to be prophetic vision, the vision of an entrepreneur, you know, one of those people. That was in the dictionary. Second definition of vision in the dictionary talked about prophetic vision. I'm thanking the Lord for that. That's exciting. And we know this, we know this scripture, and we've heard it a lot of times, Proverbs 29, 18, right? It says, where there is no vision, this is King James Version, the people perish, but he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Where there is no vision, the people perish. The, the New King James Version puts it this way, where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint. But happy is he who keeps the law. Here, here's, here's, here's just a thought. Just a thought. You know when you stare at the sun and then you close your eyes and you can still see it? Here's a, here's a, here's a, here's a thought. If you can see it with your eyes shut, you have vision for it. If you can see it with your eyes shut, you have vision for it. I want to I want to just keep that phrase tonight because tonight you're not going to hear anything new. Tonight you're going to hear me explain some of the stuff that we've already explained. But if you can look at it through excuse the pun this lens if you can see it with your eyes shut, you have vision for it. What, what, do, you, what do I mean like that? You, you take every girl that has just been proposed to. You just, you just talk, you just, hey, hey, how's it going? Oh, good, good. We chose the colors of the flowers today. And, and I'm, going, I'm going down and, we're, and, and we've got a, a, you know, a measure up or a fitting for the wedding dress. I don't even know what it's called. Um, you know, and, and, oh, and we've, we've, we've designed the place setting cards and, and all that. And, you know, I, lay, I lay, lay there at night and I just think about it. Oh, you know, you know what I mean? If you can see it with your eyes shut, you have vision for it. Here's the thing. Vision is really important. We have a good friend of mine lost his vision last year for five months. But through a miracle and miracle working God, he can now see again, which is, which is awesome. Praise the Lord. But in Exodus chapter 13, verse 21, you can just write these references down if you want. And you don't need to turn there because I'm just going to go through a few quickly. It says, The Lord went ahead of them. He guided them during the day with a pillar of cloud, and He provided light at night with a pillar of fire. This allowed them to travel by day or by night. There was what? They, were, they had vision. They saw something. The Lord was leading them with something. There was something they kept their, 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 their eyes on. There was something that where if the pillar of fire went this way, they knew to go that way. They saw something. Vision was important. In Sodom and Gomorrah, in Genesis chapter 19, verse 28, it says, Lot's wife looked back and she turned into a pillar of salt. 
her vision was looking back. You know, I always asked, you know, Lord, that's, that was a pretty steep sort of punishment. Um, but the problem was, is that it says this earlier, it says when the angel of the Lord grabbed him and told them to hurry up and get out of Sodom and Gomorrah, he says this, do not look back. So who knows, when the angel of the Lord tells you to do something, you should do it. Just, just, you know, just, I think that would be a good idea. Uh, in Genesis 13, a little bit more, it says, After Lot had gone, the Lord said to Abraham, Look as far as you can see in every direction, north and south, east and west, and I'm giving you all this land as far as you can see to you and your descendants as a permanent possession, and I will give you so many descendants that the dust of the earth they cannot be counted. Again, what we can see, what, what Abraham in this case could see the Lord was going to give to him. It was all about his vision. And in, in Numbers chapter 13, Moses gave the men this, these instructions and he sent them out to explore the land, right? If you don't know this, this story, you need to read Numbers chapter 13 about how he sends some spies into the promised land. It says, go north through the Negevive into the hill country, see what the land is like and find out whether the people living there are strong or weak or few or many. He just wanted them to see. He didn't want their opinion. He just wanted them to see. Sometimes God just wants you to see without your opinion. He just wants you to see. He wants you to see what he's doing. He wants you to see. In Exodus chapter 17, verse 11 through 13, it says, As long as Moses held up his staff in his hands and the Israelites had the advantage, but whenever he dropped his hands, the Amalekites gained the advantage. So Moses' arms soon became so tired that he could no longer hold them up. So Aaron and Hur found a stone for him to sit on, and they stood on each side of Moses, holding up his hands. So his hands held steady until sunset. At the result, Joshua overwhelmed the army of the Amalekites in the battle. In the story, basically, when Moses dropped his hands, the, the, the Amalekites started over, uh, overbearing and started winning the battle, but when Moses' hands were lifted up, um, Joshua and the, and the children of Israel, they, they, they were winning the battle. And, and why? Because they, they could see something. They could see what God was doing. They could see the strength. They could see the partnership between three people working together uh, for God to bring glory in that situation. There was something that they were seeing in Joshua chapter 6, the fall of Jericho. As they were marching around, what would they have seen? They would have seen the wall, but they would have also seen that there was a scarlet rope hanging from one window. And they would have seen, oh, that was uh, Rahab the prostitute who hid the spies that, that, that we sent out to help us in this conquest. And I'll just write, remember her, remember the promises that we have. Why? Because they could see something. They could see. I want you to... See tonight, if you can see it with your eyes shut, you have vision for it. And so vision, where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint. I'm, I'm using one of my favorite, favorite guys in the, in the, in the Bible. I like him heaps. And I, I've used this scripture many, many times, but we're going to go there and we're going to get there. And Moses, I want to, in the book of Moses, which is also called Exodus, <laughs> chapter 3, 
If you want to turn in your Bibles, you can, but I'm going to read a little bit. <coughs> One day, Moses was tending the flock of his father-in-law Jethro and the priest of Midian. He led the flock far into the wilderness and came to Sinai, the mountain of God. Verse 2, there the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire from the middle of the bush. Moses stared in amazement. Though the bush was engulfed in flames, it did not burn up. This is amazing, Moses said to himself. Why isn't that bush burning up? I must go and see. When, see it. When the Lord saw Moses coming to, coming to take a closer look, God called to him from the middle of the bush. Moses, Moses, here I am, Moses replied. Do not come any closer, for the Lord warned, take off your sandals, for you are standing on holy ground. I am the, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. When Moses heard this, he covered his face because he was afraid to look at God. Then the Lord told him, I have certainly heard this and that and all this, and I've heard all the children of Israel whinging and moaning, and things have gone bad, and I understand that, and, but now I'm here to, to lead them into the place called flowing with milk and honey. That was paraphrased. Now we're down to verse 9. <laughs> the cry of the people of Israel had, has reached me, and I have seen how harshly the Egyptians abused them. Now go for, I am sending you to, to Pharaoh. You must lead my people, uh, Israel, out of Egypt, my people Israel out of Egypt. But Moses protested to God, who am I to appear before Pharaoh? Who am I to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt? I want to, I'm just going to take some scriptures and we're going to work through them. And I really believe God's going to release something in all of you tonight. I know what he wants to release and I'm excited for it. And we're going to go for it. Verse 2, it says this, the Lord appeared to Moses. And, and he says, you know, I'll, I'll go back to it. I'm going to scroll down. The angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire from the middle of the bush. Moses stared in amazement. This is, you know, if you've been a Christian for a while, you've heard this story. And you've heard all sorts of people preaching on it. But here's just a thought. If we wrap it in vision... How many other bushes would there have been in the desert? How, how many other opportunities could have been burning up? How many other things could have been uh, calling us saying, help me here, help me there? A lot of, you know, when it comes to vision, there's so many opportunities to do so many things. You know, if I went and sat down with the mayor of Dunedin right now, he would, he would probably go to me, oh, what do you, here's the pages and pages and pages. We need this, 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 we need this. And when it comes to vision, there's always going to be a whole lot of opportunity. But what's so important when it comes to vision is we get the vision that God is appearing to us in. That we find the one that gets our attention. That we don't just go, oh, today I really believe that God's calling me to be a fireman and, and I'm going to go and be a 
fireman and and <laughs> and 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 I'm going to save the world through being a fireman and and that's a great thing if you're a fireman you know if God's called you to be a fireman but then then don't go over to this burning bush over here and say oh no now the Lord's called me to be a uh, lawyer today and we're going to help people who have stuffed up and that's a good thing as well but you know the problem I when I when I when I hear people and I listen to people is it's vision here and it's vision there and it's vision this and it's vision that well, I, I really believe to what I want to ask you is, where is God burning something into you so that when you've got your eyes shut, you can see it? When you've got your eyes shut, you know you can see it because it's like staring at the sun. With Moses, the Lord got his attention. He's like, oh, that's interesting, a bush. But it was on fire. You know, some some uh, commentaries say that there was lots of burning bushes out in the wilderness because of the temperature and and the trees were dry and all that sort of stuff. And and it goes in here. It says, "This is amazing." Moses said to himself, "Why isn't the bush burning up?" That's actually why he went over to have a look, because the bush wasn't burning up. Here's the thing: if God's given you a godly vision, it's not gonna bur- it's not gonna run out out. It's not gonna die off. It's not gonna. It's just gonna just gonna peter out. It's gonna keep going. It's gonna keep going. It's gonna hold your attention. Why? Because if you can see it with your eyes shut, it's a godly vision. Let's keep going. I like. There's there's so many cool things that are happen in this. And the next one, I'll just keep going on it. Verse four. It says. And Moses responds, here I am, Lord. Have you ever, you know, gone to a mall or you've traveled and you've, you've found one of those maps? You are here. They've been real helpful in, in times that we've traveled. We've, we've driven in different countries and we're looking for camping grounds that just all over the show. And we've found maps on the side road and it just says, you are here. They're, they're real. They, they, they locate you. They're, they're great. Here's the thing is when, when God asked that question to Moses, do you think that the Lord needed to know where Moses was? He'd set up a burning bush for him. You know, have you ever set up a surprise birthday party at someone's house knowing that the person's going to turn up in another place? No. The Lord didn't need to know where Moses was. Moses needed to know where Moses was. Moses needed to know. And Moses needed to say, Lord, here I am. You know, when it comes to vision, you need to locate yourself. You need to go, Lord, here I am. You know, if this is your church, which I'm sure it is because you're here on a vision night, but, but you've got to say, you know, Lord, I, I need to locate myself. See, see, why am I talking about this now is because I want to just say thank you for working hard this year. You know, we always say thank you for working hard in a year, but at the end of the year, we just say, hey, let's evaluate it now. We want to give you an opportunity to say, you know what, next year I, might, I just feel I want to do something else. But we want to, and, and, and we're going to say, yeah, okay, do something else. But let's again commit for another year. Let's locate ourselves. Let's go, you know what, God, this is where I am. This is where I want us, oh, this is where I'm believing. You're asking me to, to serve in this year. This is where I'm believing. You're calling me into this year. That's why I love Shuffle Up September. I call it Shuffle Up September because we shuffle around things. 
We right now we're we're working through some uh, all our we're getting with all our leaders and we're just talking with them and saying, hey, you know, I'm I'm coming up doing reviews and just saying, hey, where you're at? Do you think that you're you're the person for next year? Do you think you've still got vision for it? Do you think you've got the leadership to take it to another level? And so we talk about it and, and we 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 at the end of it we just go, cool. Are you happy? Yeah. Are you happy? Cool. Let let's go with this. Let's let's locate ourselves. Let's let's say to the Lord here. This is where I am. This is where I am, Lord. This is where I am. If you can see it with your eyes shut, yeah, vision. For it. If you can't see it with your eyes shut, maybe you don't have vision for it for next year. And that's okay. But let's get vision for something else. Let's serve in another area. When, uh, let's keep going. Whoa, 13 minutes. Um, here I am, here I am, here I am. Verse 5, it says, I love. I'm going to open my Bible so I can read it this way instead of strolling up and down in these technical things called iPads. All right, Exodus chapter 3. Verses uh, 5, it's it's really, I I like what he says. And, And this is important. It says, Do not come any closer, the Lord warned. Take off your sandals, for you are standing on holy ground. Why does the Lord need to say that? Because it's been a long time between someone having that intimacy with the Lord. He's just reminding him, hey, hey, Moses, yeah, check out the burning bush. Where are you, Moses? You're here. And guess what? It's God. I'm back. I'm here. And, and, and by the way, just so you know, do not come any closer for you're standing on holy ground. I don't know if it would have been a deep Hollywood movie voice that is obviously not like mine. But but I, there's nothing, I, I think it's great that God establishes boundaries. God is just saying, hey, I'm here and this is who you're with. Do you know who you're with? You're with God. You're with the all-powerful, all-knowing, all-present. You're with the greatest. You're with his anointing. You're with his power. You're with God. You're with God. That's, that's so great. And so when, when it comes to vision, we, we're committing to vision, but we're also honoring God with our lives, and, and, and we take it seriously. And we say, Lord... Speak to me, Lord, hold me, Lord, show me, Lord, lead me. And in verse 6, it's, again, it's just a reminder. He goes, yeah, by the way, you're really close to holy ground right now. Don't come any further there. Or, or, yeah. um, and by the way, um, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the God uh, of Jacob. When Moses heard this, he covered his face. Because he was afraid to look at God. Something happened in him. Something happened. A revelation happened 
in him at that moment, and where the where where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint. There was a revelation there of the holiness of God. There's there to hold you for next year, to hold you for for the stretch, to hold you for the enlargement. There's got to be a revelation of God to hold on to for next year. You know, when when we're when we're doing Revolution Uni on on O Week, and and suddenly we've got two thousand. A return uh, invitation saying, I want to know more about our church. And you're ringing people from, from 8 a.m. in the morning to 8 p.m. at night. You're going to need to hold on to God. But you're holding on to His goodness. You're holding on to His favor. You're holding on to His anointing. You're holding on to His favor. You're holding on to His grace. And that's why God reminds Moses, hey, this is who's with you. This is who's with you. Because Moses was just wandering around, playing with sheep in the wilderness. And then God gets his attention. Note to self, don't play with sheep in the wilderness. Verses 7 to 9, he reminds him, yeah, there's a few issues going on. People are a little bit upset right now. They've been... Driven like slaves and all that. I can hear their cry. You know what? Like I said before, there's always issues going on. God is interested in them. God is hearing them. But this is what God asked Moses to do. This is, what, this is the vision that he gave Moses. He said, I want you to lead my people out. He didn't say, I, I, didn't, I don't want you to go there and start a prayer group with them. That's a good thing. There's nothing wrong with the prayer group, but that wasn't the vision that God gave to Moses. There was another burning bush somewhere else for someone else. Um, you know, verses 11 and music team jump up because that's what happens if you want someone to stop. It was great at conference. When they were coming up to the time they needed to stop, the, the, the keyboard player came out. And Dr. Sam Chan knew that he needed to stop. Um, why did the Lord call, call Moses in this vision? Why did he call Moses? Because it was Moses' people. He was part of... Them, he was a, a Hebrew. And if you read the start of Exodus, we learn about how Moses gets put in the basket. But he got put in the basket for a reason. Because mums don't just put their kids in the basket and float them down the Nile for fun. Mum was putting Moses in a basket to float him down the Nile. Why? To get away from the, the Egyptians because they'd been commanded to kill all the young boys, all the newborn boys, because the Pharaoh of the land was afraid because the, the Hebrews, the children of Israel, were getting stronger and stronger. And so he thought, oh, I need to put a, put a stop to this. You know, I don't understand why bad things happen, but I do understand all things work out for good. 
could have God know could, could God have known that the Pharaoh was going to get angry and he, and he was going to decree this thing? And could he have set Moses up as a young as a, as a baby and the mother? And I think this is one of the one of the most beautiful stories in the Bible is because the mother puts faith in God. She's like, I don't know what's going on here, but I know that if I can just get him out of sight for a little bit, something will happen. The phenomenal thing what happened was that he floated down the river a little bit and it came to the, the daughter of the Pharaoh. And here's the cool thing about it. The daughter of the Pharaoh sees Moses, picks him up and goes, oh, this must be one of the Hebrew kids. This, this is the cool thing. His sister comes along. Moses' sister comes along and goes, oh, hi, how's it going? Oh, by the way, do you want someone to look after him until he's old enough for you to look after him? And they're like, that'd be a good idea. She takes him back to Moses' mum. Moses' mum looks after him until he's old enough. Then Moses goes back to the daughter of the Pharaoh and gets raised in a, as a prince of Egypt. Man, that's, a, that's, that's just an awesome story of God and God having everything under control. Did God have a vision for Moses? Yes, He did. He had a vision for His mum. He had a vision for His sister. He had a vision for Pharaoh's daughter. And He had a vision for Moses. Here's the thing. Most of our answers are like this, but Moses protested to God. Who am I to appear before Pharaoh? Who do you think you are? Look how I trained you. Look at the household that I grew you up in. Why don't you look at the household you grew up in? I look at the household I grew up in. Man, God's taught me a whole lot of stuff. A whole lot of stuff. Good, bad, ugly. God's taught me a whole lot of stuff. What? But He's given me vision. He's given me vision. And that was the intro. <laughs> As a church, real quickly, I got four minutes. Ephesians 4, verses 12 to 11. This is this is who we are as a church. People, you know, this is this is simply who we are. And I pray that when you close your eyes at night, something of this, what I'm about to unpack real quickly in four minutes, you'll see it and you'll think about it. And Ephesians 4 of 11, it talks about this. Now, these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, prophets, teachers, evangelists, pastors, teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do the work and build up the church, the body of Christ. You know, we don't say it a lot, but our little catchphrase is equipping people for life through faith in Jesus Christ that came out of Ephesians chapter 4. That's, that's our vision. All our vision is, is to equip people for life through faith in Jesus Christ. How do we do that? Well, we're, we're simply doing it by an acronym called BIG, Belong, Invest, and Grow. We had 586 visitors through church this year. We had 100 and, I can't remember, 80 or 30, 80 something. It's at the top of my page. I'm not going up there. Um, people respond 
to Jesus this year. Why? It's just because our vision right now is to do a great, is to have a great Sunday. For people to experience God in worship, to people to experience God in the prayer time, for people to experience God in the preaching, to, for people to experience God at the altar call. That's our vision as a church. And, and a little bit more of the vision of the church is to belong, invest and grow, is to, hey, why don't you be part of an e-team? Why don't you serve? Why don't you invest into what we're trying to do as a church? And, and I thank God because all of you are. But we need to re- reproduce this as well. And we need more and more and more people to start carrying and start carrying the load. You know, that's why the, the Ark of the Covenant had, f- had two poles. It, it had four positions to carry it because God knew it was going to be hard for one person impossible for one person, extremely hard for two people. By having four people around the Ark of the Covenant, there was there was the stability and the strength to be able to carry it. You know, the more and more people we get in teams, what's going to happen? There's going to be stability and strength to carry the vision of what God wants to release into us as a church. But, you know, and we need to get into any group. Why? Because that's where our encouragement, that's where our pastoring comes from. Yeah, we try and pastor a bit on a Sunday, but why we do Sundays the way we do Sundays is because what? That person who doesn't know Jesus. I want to celebrate with you. I want to worship with you. I want to praise Jesus with you. I want to pray with you. I want to get excited about you. But I want to see people saved for Jesus. And that's why we do Sunday the way we do Sunday. I want you to go nuts in your e-group prophesying and speaking in tongues and having prophetic words and giving people words of knowledge and, and all that sort of stuff. And it's not that we don't do that on a Sunday, but we, 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 just, we just guide it a little bit. And we, we, all, we, we never, I believe, hold back the Holy Spirit. But what we're trying to be relevant in our expression, but we're con- oh, sorry, we're contemporary in our expression, but we're conservative in our beliefs. This is who we are as a church. E groups, e teams, we've got to reproduce it. It's so important. I, I love it. I love the stories I hear about, you know, oh, hey, this person's mother passed away. Oh, we got people around them. Yeah, their e groups onto it. You should have heard what happened. This person did this, and this person did this, and this, and this person did this, and, and they, they made meals for them, and this other person came and got them flowers. I'm like, that's it. That's what the church is for. That's what we're about. That's who we're about. Next year, we're finishing right now. It's still 900 or 900. What vision do you have? Is it for your e-group to carry and and adopt a block or adopt a neighborhood? And just go and mow some lawns or love some people around you? Is it is 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 the vision for you next year is to be sold out for Revolution Uni and give up your O week and serve students and Make donuts. Sounds real hard, doesn't it? But here's the thing that has nothing to do with O Week. The vision for O Week is to build relationship. It's to build connection. Is is your vision next year for Revolution Youth? Well, maybe it's for one of the teams in the church for hosting or hospitality or or something. Is it? Is your vision to pray? 
for church and believe for God to move and to grow it and see God glorified and healings and testimonies. If you can see it with your eyes shut, you'll have vision for it. Why don't we stand? We're going to pray and we're going to finish. Thank you, church. You're awesome. I just believe the Holy Spirit has has just been here all night, but right now I'm just going to ask the Holy Spirit. And I'm just going to ask you just for a minute, a minute with your eyes shut, could you maybe start seeing? Running into next year, would would you maybe, if you're at this Revolution Uni, would you sacrifice some of your holiday and come back earlier and be part of the, the team that organises and prepare to do shuttles again from the airport to, to organise and prepare to call hundreds and hundreds of people and to organise and make sure everything's going? Would you... Would you would you pay an extra few weeks rent or would you you know without study leave would you trust God? I don't know, maybe but that's what maybe God's calling you to do. Where are you, Moses? Where are you, Moses? Our response is just to say I'm here. He knew every single fear and failure that Moses carried. That's why He chose him. Because in our weakest, He is strongest. And when we need to continually rely on the Lord, He will move through you in a phenomenal, phenomenal way. Holy Spirit, I thank you that right across this room right now, you're moving, you're, you're breathing vision, you're, you're setting vision, you're, you're, you're getting our attention, Lord, for next year. We're, we're thanking you and we're celebrating what you've done up to now, and Lord, and what you're going in to do for the rest of this year, and as we be diligent and, and outwork and serve that, and, and Lord, even as we pray into a new initiative called, you know, Christmas Production Scrooge, and we're really believing for an amazing miracle, a miraculous harvest, Lord, in that. But right now, Lord, release vision, I pray. Release vision, release vision, release vision. In Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, I thank you right now that you're causing people to dream. You're causing people to see. You're causing people, Lord, to just say, here I am. Here I am. And Lord, even in, like in Isaiah, Lord, here I am. Send me, I'll go. Father, bless your people, I pray. Bless their families. Protect their families, Lord. Cover their families. Lord, I thank you that we're covered by your grace and your blessing and your favor. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give the Lord one more praise tonight. Awesome. Well, thank you again. I know it's been a bit of a busy week, but... I really appreciate getting you now, and especially for some of the students, you're you're going to be uh, working hard, getting some exams done, and then and then um, shooting back home and all that. And and uh, can I just say, you know, through it, Desiree and I counted a real privilege uh, to have you in in our church and and planting yourself here while you do your studies. And and we really wish you all the best for your studies. Uh, you'll do well if you've studied well. 
prophetic word right there. <laughs> but uh, we really, we pray refreshing over you right now and uh, that you'll have a great exam season. And uh, I know uh, Jake and Justine as well, and the same thing, and Mike and Raquel, and uh, just other people. We're excited for you guys. Um, and we're excited. So God bless you. If we don't get to see you before you go, because that's how it happens sometimes. But uh, have a great holiday, but come back early for a week.